You're listening to the Beats and Bars podcast hosted by Battle Beats. This podcast is out there to shine a light on the most slept on and underrated rappers and producers. Hey, what's up? It's Battle Beats here with the Beats and Bars podcast. We are joined with a very special guest today. We have got YLM, your local musician. How's it going, bro? I'm all right, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's really buzzing to have you on. I know that we've only linked up recently in the past couple of weeks, but it's it's really mm. cool seeing what you do in your channel and your you know your sound designing and stuff like that. So uh, it's great to have you on, man. Thank you. It's nice to be asked. To be honest, it's uh, good to fill your sort of time up with stuff like this, especially in bloody lockdown. There's not mm. really anything happening apart from really. what's going on in your own four walls, really. Yeah, I went into town today, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, because all the restaurants and pubs were allowed open. It was just messy, and there was police, ev- police everywhere. Thirteen yeah. year old kid getting arrested was not a pretty sight. So, um, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's York for you, because all um, you know, the, all the Geordies come down, and all the people from Middlesbrough, and they just basically run raucous on a weekend so throughout the week it's a lovely place but um in the weekend nope it's not a nice place <laughs> where, where my, is it? my missus is a geordie oh well uh you know i love geordies no disrespect it's just the ones that come down to york on a weekend are um, no, she's not one of them yeah they're something else they are another kettle of fish but do you want to just tell um Tell us what what you do, what uh, what it what it is that you get up to it with music and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, well, obviously, I'm I'm involved in quite a few sort of different areas right now. Um, I work with Curtis King, uh, Ogosh Otis, a guy called Nabian, a guy called Aaron Barber in Slap Expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting together obviously sample packs and things like that, and uh, all sorts of sound design and and that and also do that on my own as well so i release my own individual packs which i have done for really for about the past four years now um been in music really for um 19 overall so i'm 28 now so i'm obviously it's getting scary getting closer and closer to 30 Mm -hmm. um obviously started when i was nine and um I really can't remember a time when, when I didn't do anything else, really. Mm. Like, I really do struggle to... Like, my, my fiancé's got all these uh, memories of when she was a kid of loving, like, Disney and all, all, all this sorts of stuff and all, this, all these certain artists and things like that and having a lot more of a broader scope of what she got up to as a kid. Mm-hmm. Whereas with me, I've always been quite one-dimensional. With with what I do, I just can't remember a time when I didn't do anything else. Were you, and, are you um, into footy and stuff like that as well, or was it just music? You was obsessed with music. Not really, no. Not um, basketball was always my was always my sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah, I used to play basketball in school. Loved it. Still I'm love typical, it. Like I, I, I don't fit the English stereotype when it comes to like sports and things like that. I've always I always thought when I was um, younger that I probably should have been born in America because I love all the American sports, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like an active follower 
of them. I just love the sport. I play it. I watch it every now and then. Mm-hmm. But no, music's always been my music's always been my number one thing. I don't I don't really have too many other hobbies, if that makes any sense. So where so you said you were nine. What was that? Uh, did you start learning guitar or something like that? Because I know you play guitar. I actually, I actually started rapping when I was nine. Right. <laughs> like um, it it was weird. I started uh, I, I started rapping first. I started writing lyrics. Well, actually, no. For a while, I didn't write lyrics. I was sort of um, the way it happened was is when I was nine years old. Um, this is what started off everything. Uh, I'd met my best mate who is still my best mate to this day mm-hmm. and it was his idea it was his idea that he wanted to start doing music mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted to start rapping so he was he, he had already uh, he asked me did I want to do it with him and obviously I just naturally kind of followed along and mm-hmm. and just agreed yeah. uh, never never written anything in my, it, it, up until that point but I think about two or three days later after he mentioned that on like a school lunch break, um, I was round his house recording my first rap album with a PlayStation mic hanging mm-hmm. from the bottom of his bed like that. And we're both crowding round the same mic with this little uh, beat machine, mm-hmm. uh, just rapping over these beats, like beats that we didn't make, just ones that came presetted from this, yeah, this yeah. like karaoke box or whatever it was. Yeah, nice. And we recorded an entire album and that was the start. Cool. Hey, that's that's that is not what I expected at all, man. Does um does no. your mate rap now, or does is he um? No, no, no. He's a producer as well. His name's um. You can find find him on Instagram. On Instagram under you know Harles made it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a producer now. He's a he produces for a lot of local people around my area and uh, got a few placements as well. So. Uh, Nice. We're still very, we're still very tight knit. We're still heavily involved in what everyone, what both both each other do. Um, I've just gone a, a bit of a different direction than to to what he has. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the two sort of do complement each other. Me with my sound design and him with his trying to get placements. Really, so we uh, we're still quite a tight knit team. Nice, that's cool. That's cool. So um, obviously you started rapping at nine that's crazy and then so what was your sort of growing up teenage music journey then obviously because you didn't just stay rapping because you're obviously not rapping now so what when did you start getting into other uh, areas of music and stuff like that into production yeah um it it wasn't long after that to be honest we got involved in uh so many different areas like we were a picturesque sort the a picturesque of uh independence like from like 10 years old we were uh started making beats at 10 but never really took it too sort of seriously so we was like on and off and that we'd get beats from sound click and that and um so that that kind of started that uh journey into it and then when i was about nine and a half so the rapping thing started when i was dead on nine and about six months in, um, my dad took me to um, his uh, best friend's house called Little John, because he's a little bloke. Sort of. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he was a guitarist. He, he, he had like 30 years experience. He toured with up and down, up and down the UK. 
and that and um and it was the first time I ever sort of came across like I was just stunned by it and um within about an hour he taught me my first C chord and um and then about an hour after that I think I learned about three chords that night I think it was C G and D um I think I actually ended up playing um something like Twist and Shout or something like that so mm-hmm. in about two hours I, I knew a song and nice. um I just got uh I just got obsessed with it I just got absolutely obsessed with it and I was already quite into the rap music so um I just I, but but that opened up like uh opened me up to classic rock to blues and then from from then um when I started taking a playing guitar more seriously I I I came across Eric Clapton and obviously he's he's still my number one to this day mm-hmm. I'm I'm still obsessed with him I've got god knows how many vinyls I've got uh, well, I've even got "You Look Wonderful Tonight" tattooed across my arm. Nice. So it's just like that. That's like a homage to that. I I I say that that's the uh, first song that ever made me want to actually play. So that's mm-hmm. why it's on there, sort of thing. So um, and it just yeah, it just kind of it just kind of went from there. I started eventually by the time when I was about ten, started songwriting, and that and I was more of a um, guitarist slash rapper at that time. But the production didn't production didn't really come around until I was about fifteen when I got when I really started to take some interest in it. Um, but I was still at the time leaning a little bit more towards being in bands. Mm-hmm. So I played I played that scene for quite a while, and I had a very keen interest in making beats like on the side while I was playing in bands, going going like touring, going to all sorts of different places or for gigs. And that, and um, it wasn't until eventually I was in band for about two years straight, um, and I was still making beats on the side, still learning all about it, still loving it, but I was still more committed to the band side of things. Um, it, it's just band politics got in the way, and uh, eventually, in the end, I was at the end of it. I was feeling more and more love for hip hop, like I was really feeling like that was where I was meant to be, sort of thing. And eventually band politics just got in the way. I got sick of sort of um, relying on other people to make music. I wanted to, I just wanted to do it and I didn't want to have to depend on anyone to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to make music. Um, in, in my personal experiences, I didn't really have much of the uh, brotherhood that you sort of get when you're in a band. It's just, it didn't go that way for me. So mm-hmm. um, I had more of that with my best friend who w- was making beats. So he was making beats before I was. And uh, I was still a little bit into all that band stuff. And then he eventually turned around and said, mate, why don't you just go full time with, with, with making beats? And uh, naturally, when that sort of happened, I, um, I've got this tendency to be, if I become interested in something, I become absolutely obsessed with it. And mm-hmm. I've, I've got this in my head to, um, that if I start something, I want to know everything. I want to know everything about what that thing is. So whether that be sound design, making beats, I want to know everything about compression, EQ. I'm the typical book nerd when it comes to that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, I know what you mean. I, yeah, I just get so engrossed in all of it, and it's almost it's almost like I feel like I have to be. If if I'm not the if I'm not the top in that, if I don't feel like I'm extremely advanced in in what it what I'm doing, I don't see it as worth as, as yeah, being yeah. worthy of doing. 
So I just I just love to study about all of it, and eventually, um, eventually I stumbled across things like um, like building reactor ensembles and things like that, and I started to get involved in synthesis and uh, and and uh, and foley sounds, which are obviously what I do more of now. Um, and it all just years and years later, it just it just carried on, and uh, I just eventually got involved in more and more projects with different people. Started my own um, thing uh, in 2016. Uh, before then, I was obviously making beats, working with different people. Um, but I, would, I wanted something where um, I wanted to establish a brand that was more about me. I felt like at, probably at that age, I was probably uh, um, not at that time willing to play the typical producer's role of being in the background. Um, I wanted something that, that that was representative of me out there, whether that be um, being an artist or even being an independent producer. But I wanted to take it a different direction. So um, I'd always done the sound design, and um, I'd always done the sound design. So eventually, obviously, I started putting out packs of my own, started a blog. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually that worked up to getting around 25,000 visitors a month. And that's partly due to um, my other side interest, which is obviously SEO and, uh, and marketing mm -hmm. and things like that. Obviously I do that professionally. I've worked for, I've worked for some of the well-known well -known marketing agencies in the UK, uh, who won some pretty prestigious awards. And um, so the, the the kind of I, I kind of got into that side web design and that when I was about 15 and it was always a little side thing that I'd study and I'd be doing beats as well so I had these two main things it was music and it was geeky web design photoshop mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like that. and until uh, I eventually just landed on um, studying SEO and obviously it's a really technical technical subject and um, from that from that age i eventually um started to land clients here and there and i was doing the seo consultant thing on the side and earning bits of money from it and when eventually um uni stopped and uh, when i was about 19 i think no i was 22 when i finished uni um it was like I came hit a bit of a crossroads. I was like, okay, well, what, what, do, what do I do? And luckily for me, um, I already had some quite good skills in, in that. I'd, had, I'd gotten some really quality results for some of the businesses that I was working with. Um, and I just naturally went into that. And obviously that's been my career ever since, which I now still do side by side with music, but it's a, uh, it's almost an added advantage of the marketing that you need to know. Obviously I already kind of have it because I do it in my nine to five. So everything that I do in my nine to five just easily translates into the music side of things like running, a, running ad campaigns for a, for a scuba diving business like I do right now, or when I was in the digital agency or working with all sorts of different industries. Um, it all translates to whatever industry. The skills are the same. It's just that the implementation is different. So that's, that, that's what I've done. And that's how I've, over the past four years, 
um, slowly been building it up till eventually, obviously, at the start of this year, started working with Curtis King. Um, and, I, and here I am now, really. Yeah. Hey, it's pretty, it's pretty cool that you've got, you've got such a, a you know, a, a longevity of experience that is really helping you now. And, you know, how when you, were, when you first started, um, it's just you grinding it out, you geeking out. I find myself like that. When I was, I started playing guitar and was into music when I was like 11, but I was playing rugby um, for, for Yorkshire at the same time. And I was geeking out about like guitars and just all the best rugby stuff. So I, I, I'm totally like you, totally geek out on like everything. You've got to know everything about it. And you know what I mean? Like you just, you just love it. So you're kind of obsessed with it. But how would you um, mm. say um, your experience, all the experiences you've had, so then when you eventually met Curtis King, how would you say that, that that's all benefited you to now go with him and be successful and, you know, make, have a lot of influence in the sound design world? Um, it, 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 it's quite simple, to be honest. It's um, it definitely, it definitely the experience that I do have in the field um, has played into my advantage. Like, obviously, with um, social media marketing and things like that, so having a social presence, it's all about... Um, you hear the word giving value everywhere, but um, no one hardly really explains what that means. What, what is giving value? Like everyone's, everyone's talking about it. Every marketing person under the sun that I've ever, that, that I've watched, they all say you've got to give value, but never give somewhat of an explanation as to what that is. The ter the, the, what giving value to me really is, is, um, is you may have certain bits of knowledge that are quite unique to you that most other people don't have. Like, mm -hmm. so for instance, if you know all about guitars, you may be a, a whiz at pedals. You may know what pedals you've got to put together to get a certain sort of sound. And that may be your thing. Mm -hmm. But um, with me, obviously, my secret source skill has always been SEO and PPC management. And, uh, and obviously, that's a very desirable skill to a people that are trying to market their own service um seo is an extremely technical subject um a lot of people don't understand it too well whereas for me it's actually my profession so um the the kind of how i kind of got hooked up with curtis it, for me i've always pinpointed it to the fact that i i joined the the ck tv community when it first launched and um i went in it with the sort of the same intentions as everyone else i wanted to meet people of course i wanted to network and things like that but um but obviously when we'd all joined together in like these community sort of classes and things like that certain subjects would get brought up about marketing because obviously he's a big name um people were picking his head about how to do sort of different things and and from a few odd people here and there, um, SEO would come up. And then obviously I go ding, 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 uh, light bulb moment. Like this is a moment where I can really, really share what the knowledge that I have. And I just kept on doing that for a period of about a year. And I think really what happened in that sense of I gave so much value to those people about this certain subject that I became somewhat of an... Uh, 
a noticeable guru person, sort of thing. a guru sort of thing. And, um, mm. and I, I, I'd occasionally, um, for about a period of about eight, nine weeks straight, I actually had one-on-one sort of consultations with most of the members in it, completely free, didn't charge a single thing, um, speaking to them about their SEO for near on two hours a time didn't ask anything of anyone but i just i was literally just giving that kind of value and unique knowledge that not a lot of well as far as i know no one in the actual community did have and uh, that was my advantage and um along that way because i'd already made that sort of imprint um the fact that i've been playing guitar for 16 17 years had came up as well and there was like that well, that's a big thing and like the fact that I've been doing music so so long and it's just the, it's just the simple fact of um I, I don't have very many skills but the skills that I do have I'm quite advanced in mm-hmm. what I have I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not good at common knowledge I'm I, I don't know anything about taxes or anything like that if if I didn't have my fiance I'd probably fall flat on my ass like trying to manage bills and things like that. But the thing, the, the, the things that I do know about, obviously synthesis and SEO and the thing I have very few skills, but the skills mm-hmm. that I do have, I've perfected to quite, quite an extent because mm-hmm. mainly I haven't spent my time really doing anything else. Yeah. Since yeah. I was nine years old and as sad as that may sound, but it's, um, it's played into my advantage at, at 28 because um, I have a career out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really cool. It's, it's really um, cool. And I, I remember listening to Curtis King talking once and he was talking about Slap Expert and he basically went, yeah, we've got um, this guy, Aaron Barber, we've got another guy and then we've got YLM. And then, you know, the, f- the first time that I ever heard your name was YLM seo expert seo whiz and that's that's his words um, and i was like oh cool you know this guy um must know a lot about it and then obviously we link up just randomly because i post a a beat for the competition a dopamine flip then you you commented on my post so i was like why lmr oh, i recognize that name from somewhere where do i know that from so and then i clicked on your your profile i was like oh yeah it's that guy from slap experts cool um obviously we just got chatting picking your brains a bit about marketing. I think that's really, really cool because over the past, um, how many months, six months or so, I've been really focusing on learning the marketing side because as, as a music producer, you know, and as a musician and I've been doing music for, for a long time, I've been in bands and all sorts, done lots of different stuff. And the marketing side, unless, you know, it's like you and that's your profession. My profession is, I'm a wine expert and I'm an events manager. So that's kind of, if we're taking music completely out of the, uh, the picture, wine and events and hospitality there, that's what I do. It's my nine to five. That's how I pay most of my bills sort of thing. And, um, you know, that's what I know. So I, I part of me wanted to maybe go and do hospitality consultancy, but, um, you know, music's always been my thing. Um, so the marketing side of things is completely new to me. Like I'd say new in terms of January is when I've really been, you know, reading up on it, studying it, trying new mm. things and stuff like that. So as a, as someone who's new to marketing SEO and all of that crap, 
not crap, I shouldn't say that, but all of that stuff, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, it, I'm, I'm trying to be a bit like a sponge and just learn as much as I can about it. So linking mm. up with someone like you who just knows a lot about it is just great. Just personally for me as well, because it just helps open my eyes up to it a little bit more so I can be more successful in that and then in turn produce more income so I can transition hopefully to making music full-time, supporting my family through music. It's a big dream of mine. And I do think my music is good. Obviously it can get better, but I think the key is once I've got the marketing down, I can grow from that and I can learn and I can keep going step by step forward. Um, what you, th you know, think, do you think that's about right? Or, you know, do you think there's something that I'm missing there or? Um, obviously you're definitely, you're definitely on the right path, I think f for it. And you're definitely focusing your energy on, on the necessary things that I think you need to, in order to obviously get the dream that, that you want. Um, but the number one bit of advice that I'd probably say is that if you are so fresh to it, so fresh, so new, you, you consider your, your skills at the minute quite, well, beginner level. Um, don't focus too much on trying to do everything mm -hmm. and trying to master one platform. Or, for instance, if, if, if for instance, you um, had, you wanted to focus more on SEO, my, my, my advice to sort of someone just starting out would be, is to pick one medium. So if, if you are kind of just starting out in delving into that world of, of marketing as well, I'd say, because I only say it because obviously I see so many people making this mistake, is that they try to do SEO, they try to do Facebook, they try to do YouTube, they try to do Instagram, they try to do all of it because in their heads, their idea is the fact that if they're on all these platforms, then they're getting more exposure. It's not always true. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I would, because this is the trial and error, I've done a little bit of this as well, but I would say that you really need to view your marketing more, more like a funnel concept. So basically people come in at the top of the funnel and then they make their way sort of through. And obviously mm -hmm. you can bring people into your funnel with multiple variants of different ways. But if it's just you and you're doing this on your own 110%, um, you're going to quickly get flattened out. And, and I, I would say that if what you want to do is to start a YouTube channel, just focus 10,000%. The top of your funnel is YouTube. And then if someone discovers you through YouTube, obviously they discover your products and so forth and start to make their way down your sales process and through your funnel. But when it's when you're just starting out concentrating on well trying to do everything at once it's a quick way to fail in, mm -hmm. in, in my uh, in, in my personal opinion and um and eventually over time when say for instance the, the medium that you've chosen starts to pick up mm -hmm. you can start to implement plans that where you can introduce other things and slowly yeah, just sort yeah. of build on it so um that that would be my number one bit of advice for anyone getting in, in, yeah. in into the industry. I think that's a good idea. I mean, when I um, first started my own brand as, you know, Battle Beats, I just solely focused on Instagram. And 
managed to grow that um, and it was really good. I think what I'm trying to focus on now is my YouTube channel because I just love making that style of content and um, I think I'm going to really take on board what you're saying and focus on my YouTube channel um, and try and grow that because I really love that. Um, but then sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I just need to keep making ads and, you know, just focus my time and energy into making them really good and getting them a good turnover. So I'm trying to just figure out why it, where I, what is the best lane for me to go down and just go all in on. Um, but, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely opened my eyes up to so many things and, you know, it's just, it's just great what you're saying. I'm trying to take it all in, but, um, just moving aside from all of that, do you want to tell everyone um, about the podcast that you host yourself? So in um, at the start of January, um, obviously I've done lots of uh, different content content formats in in the past sort of four years. Some of them have worked out better. Some of them haven't done anything at all. And some I just don't kind of, I, I really don't care about the views or the algorithm sort of side of it. I just do it to vent. Um, uh, tutorials has worked out for me. I've, I've got tutorials with 60, 70,000 views on YouTube and things like that. And, uh, but I've always been a big lover of podcasts because obviously I don't only listen to music podcasts, but obviously I listen to podcasts from all sorts of different things, mainly like marketing people and things like that. And, um, for me it was a uh, it's called beats in my bedroom uh, i'm on around i think episode 10 right now mm -hmm. i did take a bit of a break from it at the start of january i usually drop one every week on a friday on a friday on a monday sorry mm -hmm. and um and yeah i'm up to about episode 10 i did take a little bit of a break at the start of the lockdown because main, mainly due to the fact that um i'm working all day um, I'm working from home and uh, my fiance was furloughed so she wasn't working at all mm -hmm. um, and obviously she can't go anywhere so I, I decided to sort of take a bit of a bit of a break for a little while and, and kind of focus my attentions towards her because obviously she had no one else as well she couldn't be social or anything like that so it was a bit mm -hmm. I thought I thought it was a bit unfair of me to uh, to um, be working all day than working all night especially in this very unique position that we're in mm -hmm. um and the, the podcast really is just sort of um i i just i really just it's a monologue format and i really just um talk about things that i see and the frustrations that i have that i i don't really consider myself much of a um social being if that makes sense, like I, I, I probably don't see people as much as I, I should, and um, I do sometimes. I find it hard to uh, talk about certain things uh, and that, and um, a lot of the interests that I have, um, the people around me uh, that I see day in and day out, only a very select few of them have those same interests. Mm -hmm. so um so for instance my fiance i see her more than anyone else of course um but obviously she's not in, interested in music production she likes what i do she's interested in what i do but obviously her thing is arts and crafts and that she's an artist artist, artist mm -hmm. person 
Um, so it, I, I see the podcast as more just sort of an opportunity to sit back and blurt out all the things that I think about but don't say. And um, depending on obviously who I'm speaking to. And uh, that's kind of what it just become. And uh, I, I did feel like for a while, um, obviously when I first started, even now I'm a marketing sort of consultant and things like that. Um, when you're running your own business, sometimes you don't listen to your own advice sometimes. And like you get stuck in certain places and that and try all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. When you know in your professional world, the, the route to sort of take, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes you don't take it. And mm-hmm. it took me about two years to really listen to my own advice and do the things that I usually do at work, but on my own thing. And um, I did feel like for a long time that I was, I was chasing views. I was chasing the algorithms and um, all taking into account that I'm working full time and I come mm-hmm. home and I try to do this content and I'm trying to get views and I'm trying to come up with ideas and things like that. Eventually the podcast was a result of me not wanting to conform to the algorithm anymore and just sort of make the content I kind of just kind of watch myself and kind of uh, just enjoy making enjoy making as well and like like I'm a big fan of people like Tom Billier and Lisa Billier and that and uh, an impact theory that's a, if no one's seen that I'd definitely recommend to obviously check it out uh, I'm a big fan of trying to empower people trying to teach people and that and um, and I've, I've felt myself having the conversation with people in the past of uh, trying to knock people into realization and things like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously uh, all the stuff that I say, is not solid. For instance, it's just my uh, opinion mm-hmm. in it. And um, it, it's, it's, it was me sort of conforming to um, just what I wanted to do for a change. I was like, I felt myself kind of getting a little bit, um, I don't know, like getting into the headspace of um, trying to chase views and that, and I, I didn't like it anymore. And um, yeah. and the way my brand was growing was not because of YouTube; it was because I rank highly on Google, which, for instance, is my specialist skill. Um, any all my email subscribers that that, that I have, I've got uh, uh, just over seventeen and a half thousand now. Um, I've had a lot more of that in the past, um, um, but that didn't grow to the size that it is because mm-hmm. I'm known on YouTube, for instance. The, um, the, uh, for instance, I have a lot more engagement on actual uh, on Instagram, as it is. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the podcast was kind of a, uh, it, was, it, it, was, it was an idea for me to kind of do more long form sort of content and do sort of less content. in a period so make it long form but be able to do sort of less and be able to sort of uh, schedule what I do in and day out and try and fit it around having a life making beats and things like that but wanting to do the content as well yeah yeah I kind of saw the podcast in a sense of I could sit down and I could talk for 20 minutes or something like that I think the longest episode that I actually have is 15 so it's not a long podcast at all Mm -hmm. um it's not like but, James King who sits and chats to himself for forty minutes. No, like it, it's definitely not. And like, the, to be honest, there's no, um, there's no. I, I'm not conscious that consciously making it fifteen minutes. Hmm. Um, if I did sit there and, and ramble for 
for 30 minutes to 40 minutes, I'd still put it out. But um, I think but eventually I think, after... Sorry, I think um, when you are just in the flow and you are just chatting, sometimes YouTube videos that are 40 minutes aren't always something that, that someone's just going to put on and listen to. You know, I reckon more and more people are going to listen to something that's actually... Um, actually just less so having a you know a bite-sized you know 15 minute podcast is actually a pretty good idea even though you're not doing a time restriction because so unless someone's actually physically gonna spend the time listening to it a 15 minute youtube video isn't that long and people may be more likely mm. to watch it because because it isn't like a super long the, thing the thing that i love about the podcast in for instance is um is the fact that I can make long form content and, and I love what I love about podcasts is that is that they're nine times out of ten unscripted. They allow for mistakes. So for instance, if I uh, like misspeak my words or for, or for instance or, or like I mumble for a bit or something like that, that's a problem of mine. I seem to mumble quite a bit. But I liked the format of podcasting because it allows for that. So um so in trying to fit everything around my sort of life, for instance, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to think of a way that I could do content, but have less time to edit as well. So, and that, and, and podcasting kind of uh, allowed for that. So it, it was a kind of, uh, I'd, I'd sit, I'd speak, sometimes I'd edit little bits, but I've had videos in the past where I uh, just sort of talked to the camera, but I tried to make it so perfect in terms of the way the conversation sort of flows. If I say the wrong thing, I'll edit that out. And then I'll, I'll, I'll piece two bits of a, of a sentence together to make a full sentence. And it was just a lot. It's like, it's like why am I trying to do all this fancy sort of editing, as well as make beats, as well as spend time with my other half and do all this sort of stuff. And I'm spending all this time editing videos and that. Uh, why don't I just speak normally, act like I, act like I normally act. So eventually I, just, I landed on podcasting because not only that, it's I can make long form content and then I can also edit it down to um, little minute snippets. And, mm -hmm. it's, and then from there, it's Instagram content as well, yeah, which, yeah. Seems to, which seems to work a, a, a bit better for me as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a case of trying to kill two birds with one stone as well, trying to do YouTube, but then also on the same... Or, in the same aspect do instagram as well but do it from one piece of content mm. yeah definitely gary, gary v style yeah yeah he uh, he always goes on about that as well and i think that's really good you know maxing out your content from you know one <laughs> one piece of content you know you can make various different things with that but i think mm. um i think just to bring it slowly to an end because i don't i try and make them anywhere between half an hour and 45 minutes what would, uh, if you were to start all over again and you were 15 again or whatever, or uh, 21, fresh out, 22, fresh out of uni, what would the advice be to your young self who's just raring and ready to go um, with music and really own it and go with it? What would you say is your main bit of advice? Because this probably applies to a lot of younger um, artists, producers listening as well. Yeah. Um don't but my one bit the one bit of advice i wish i had 
was is because I felt like I did a lot of it when I was when I was younger. Is uh, is I tried the scattergun technique. I tried to do all sorts of different things uh, at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so my advice would be to focus in on what it is you actually want to achieve, know what it is that you want to do, and set an actual plan in place to achieve it. So if you're a music producer, but you want to sell sound packs like me, um, use those younger years to learn the skills that you need to make success out of it, like SEO, like social media or something like that, and use those younger years to be bad at it, to be really, Mm -hmm. really bad at it, because those younger years are, are the years that you've got the training wheels on. And uh, you can make a lot of those mistakes early, and um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and by the time you look up, if you try it for two years and it doesn't work out, let's say you started at eighteen, you look up two years later, you're twenty, mm-hmm. like you're only twenty, like you've got God knows how, how long left. Mm-hmm. Um, so use those younger years to basically. Uh, to experiment but to figure out what it is you want to do set a plan and stay on it so use mm-hmm. those years to basically learn the skills that you need but understand what it what what it is that you want to achieve at a younger age and um and just stick to it and uh, that don't expect to be making money too quickly because i think i think too many people uh start on this journey Mm-hmm. of uh, music production and view it as a business straight away whereas i didn't start a business in this until four years ago and i've yeah, already yeah. been doing it for like 12 or something years i started music production because i actually love music production and i love making beats i didn't um i see that i see that see that way too much people start making beats and it's purely a financial sort of thing and i, I that's upsetting i think and i i i, I wouldn't take that approach yeah. So it's it's lo- it's love what you do, but um, be realistic about what you want to achieve, and actually set goals to achieve it, and then slowly just tick those goals off as you get older and start to achieve more things. Definitely, I think there's so much pressure for people to move away from the nine to five to do music full time. It would be it'd be a great thing to do, but you know it takes years to to you know to make something out of it you know you're 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 doing well but you've still got a nine to five do you know what i mean it's like it's like there's no there's no rush you know i'm 26 you're 28 there's a lot of young guys doing it who just think yeah i want to do music blah blah, blah. it's like maybe just get yourself a part-time job just to the pay off some one bills thing, the number one thing that i think i've done that i think a lot of people i, I would advise a lot of other people to do is that I'm in a very, I'm, I'm very much in a career job. I'm not just in a job. I'm in a career. Mm-hmm. And uh, the great thing that there is, that there is about, career, about careers is obviously sometimes they pay pretty well. And I'm, I'm not going to not say it is that I, I'm on quite a reasonable wage for what I do. I, I, I live very comfortably. I'm not rich. I'm not poor. Um, I own my house, for instance. I owned, I owned my house when I was 23. But it's uh, choose a career that you can progress in mm-hmm. and keep your what you spend down to a minimum. So obviously pay your bills, but don't go out buying Armani bloody sweatsuits or whatever. 
and Primark is fine. You know, I mean, you can get <laughs> 50 shirts for the price of one that you can at bloody Gucci yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, um, looks the same. It, it looks the same. Um, and use that career that you're hopefully over a period of time getting pay rises in, dump that into a savings account and eventually invest into what, what, what it is that you actually want to do. And I'd say that is the smartest thing to, for people to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. That's what uh, me and the missus are doing right now. We're saving so much money because we're, we're, we, you know, we're, we're, we're really close to buying a house and we've got, um, we've got ideas of what we want to do with a house and we're going to try and start an Airbnb business on the side just to try and pay off the mortgage. We're always thinking of, you know, business things and she's got a very good career. Uh, my career is good. Uh, music's something on the uh, that I do on the side, but having my job frees me up to do my music because I can, I don't have to stress about, am I going to pay rent? Am I going to pay bills? You know, we can go out for nice meals when we want. We can, we can, you know, buy nice things if we want. We we don't at the moment. We're living a bit frugal so we can save money, uh, and it's it's been a real lesson for us to, you know, I work in hospitality. I like nice wines. You know, we'll go to a nice restaurant spend you know a nice amount of money on a bottle of wine because we because we enjoy it. not that i'm a snob but that's just something we're into do you know what i mean so it's like we 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 have just like you that the benefit to do that but we decide to cut cut the spending and then focus it on what we need to so same for a house or investing in music stuff or you know what i mean and i think it's mm. a lot of young people just think yeah i'll just get um a little job that's gonna you know, 10 hours a week, you know, serving McDonald's, whatever, and it's going to give me this, I'll just be able to make rent or, you know, I'll be able to just pay my board. And it's like, well, why don't you just get get a better job, get a bit more money, and then just grind out in the nighttime and make something happen because then you're comfortable. You don't have that added stress. It's much better to live off five hours sleep than it is, um, you know, you know, more sleep but you, you're feeling like you've actually made something of it because you've been up doing what you love or you've been on the weekend on your day off. You've been making music what you love, so you get that fulfilment instead of just having all of that free time to be able to do something. And it would probably grow better if you had less time to focus on it, but that time you focused on it was kind of just all-in flow state kind of stuff. Um, so I, I, I think a lot of people need to get a job and need to just think you know what music's a long-term thing not going to blow up overnight and maybe you do maybe you don't but it's really it's 2020 no one blows up overnight unless they've been grinding for for a long time this is the thing is that one of the main things that i do is obviously i get paid a healthy wage i live off of a certain percentage of it uh a fair chunk of it goes on advertising and running ads and that's 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 the reason why I've kind of started to step my game up a little bit in it. My brand awareness is slowly start of, is slowly coming up. And it's because I do invest in things like ads, but that's an entirely different sort of subject. Mm-hmm. Learning paid advertising is completely different to learning SEO. Um, but obviously, as again, my advantage there is the fact that I do it as a profession. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it's take your time with it, but... Um, and 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 just enjoy enjoy it while you're doing it 
and this is the thing too much pressure it's not good to put too much pressure on yourself to achieve a certain thing when why are you expecting 500 quid out of a out of a paid advertising campaign to, and you're expecting to get some money back and you've only been running ads a week it's it's more of a complicated um yeah yeah uh, subject than people think boosting your facebook posts isn't the same as running an advertisement uh, they are two completely different sort of things boosting posts and running an f- actual facebook ad is completely different to that's my number one bit of advice for, for for musicians do not boost your posts run ads and 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 google what that is and you'll you'll understand that posted the, the boosting post is completely different to actually running a fully fledged ad that you have control over definitely definitely mm. But hey, man, it's been great chatting to you. Um, I feel like you've dropped a lot of gems for everyone, including mm. myself, to take on board. Where can we um, check you out? What, what are your uh, websites and social medias? I'll link it all in the description. But okay. where can we where can we check you out? Well, for obviously all of my sample packs and things like that, I've got a new sample pack coming out in the next two weeks called the Panda Kit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a drum kit made out of the sounds from my car. And you will find that on yourlocalmusician.com. Uh, Instagram, it's YLM Beats. Um, so the YouTubes and things like that, it's just Your Local Musician. Facebook, Your Local Musician. Twitter, YLM Beats. And that's it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a great episode and I can't wait to upload it. So thanks for coming down. No worries. Thank you for listening to the Beats and Bars podcast. I'm your host, Battle Beats. See you next week. It's Battle Beats.